Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Carl Wiese. Carl Wiese is Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer for Poly. In this role, he oversees the company's global sales function as the Chief Sales Strategist, leading a worldwide team that is passionate about delivering world-class service and solutions for Poly's partners and customers. Carl joined Poly in January 2020 and brings more than 30 years of experience in sales, marketing services, and product management for enterprise technology companies. Previously, Weezy served as president of global sales and service of BlackBerry. Carl is the co-author of the Collaboration Imperative, Executive Strategies for Unlocking Your Organization's True Potential, and serves on the board of advisors for the School of Entrepreneurship at Oklahoma State University and the board of governors for Oklahoma State University. Well, good afternoon, Carl. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Awesome, Carl. Glad you jumped on today. I know you've got a very busy schedule in your role working at Poly. But I've got a few questions. I just want to jump in here. You've got more than 30 years experience in the enterprise technology space where you've served in several executive leadership roles for Fortune 100s. What's the secret to your success? Yeah, I think a couple of things. First, so let's be clear. I started when I was very young. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know, I, I think at a young age, I kind of learned a couple of principles around that. Number one is you've got to work hard and work smart. A lot of people say you just work smarter and you don't have to work as hard. I don't buy that. I do believe there's a combination that drive success, which is work hard and work smart. That's kind of point number one. And that's really from an individual perspective in terms of get you started. There's two of the points I would make as you go up the ladder that I think are really critical. Number two, I'd say you really have to understand and network because really nobody understands everything on their own. You have to understand what's going on, who's doing what, what are the drivers, what are the trends. A lot of times you don't see that by yourself. Others see things different than you do. So keep a very strong network that you can always dial in at, ask questions, run ideas pass, et cetera. And the third thing is you really starting to get into senior leadership. I think the most important thing you can do is build the strongest team you can around you. And here's, I often tell my managers this, if you have the right team on the bus, almost any problem they give you is pretty easy. If you have the wrong team on the bus, almost any problem they give you is really hard. Thanks for sharing. That's an interesting analogy. Not heard that, but thank you for sharing that. Interesting insight. So Carl, let's get right into Polly here. This is where you currently serve as the Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer. And Polly recently issued a new report called Hybrid Working, Creating the Next Normal in Work Practices, Spaces, and Cultures. What's the long-term shifts in work culture and practices does Polly see? You know, I think it's a couple of things, and I break it down this way. The first thing is, I think, you know, when COVID-19 hit, it accelerated this notion of digital transformation by two or three years at a minimum. I find it somewhat interesting as I talk to clients today, you know, many of the things we all resisted around cloud and things of that nature got just blown away when it COVID-19. People said, you know what, I don't care what the barriers are, I got to push through that. And in fact, I find it somewhat interesting that many of the things they put as up as barriers actually allowed them to be successful in the COVID era in terms of cloud and video meetings and collaboration and things of that nature. They just dramatically said, you know, I've got to get this done. So forget the barriers, I've got to execute this. And we kind of talk about it with our clients in kind of a, a three-phase model, respond, redesign, and reinvent. And you think about respond really was right when the crisis hit. This lasted for a few weeks for most customers or maybe a month or two. It was really about triage and mitigation. Speed was key, and the answer was this, no way but through. That's what you did, right? You broke a lot of rules. You did what you need to do to get people operational quickly. That's kind of phase one, which respond. 
most of our customers today I talk to are in phase two, which is really around redesign. That's really about how you build, secure, and operationalize this real, true digital transformation state of mind for your company and your culture around that. So you're now trying to understand what the path forward is. What's this going to look like really over the next two or three years? And then the reinvent is really in terms of how do I innovate? Because I'm a true believer now in we have major challenges like COVID-19, there will be key innovations driven. There will be major companies and industries disrupted because of what's happening today. So what you're thinking about now is how can you push the limits of what's possible? What's digital transformation going to mean to you? What's going to mean to your business model? Where are the opportunities? And that's where we kind of have the conversation with the customers and then technology folds into that. But we first have to get them to understand and they agree, where are you on this respond, redesign, and reinvent? So that's kind of the first part that we talk about, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. And, you know, it's interesting. The last two, three months of these podcasts I've been doing is all about business transformation, innovating and breaking down barriers, breaking the rules. I mean, it's almost like there's, there's no regulation. Things are happening so fast. And I totally agree with you on that we've accelerated this innovation or digital transformation period easily by uh, two, three or four years. So thanks for sharing. I appreciate that, Carl. Carl, many businesses, especially tech companies, are looking into a distributed workforce model as a work from home takes on this entirely new meaning. So what steps do businesses need to take to get there and how important of a role does technology play in this shift? I think it's massive in terms of the role technology plays. I think we just saw that in the last three or four months around uh, the COVID era, as I call it, in terms of people were able to very quickly just continue to operate. But I think there's a number of things in terms of that. Uh, if I look at kind of trends in terms of, I think, what people are going to look for from a technology perspective, there's probably four that I see highlighted quite often. Number one is a professional home environment from a workplace standpoint. What I mean by that is the first 60 days of COVID-19, whatever you needed, you just figured out what it was. It probably wasn't the right headset. It probably wasn't the right video camera. Your office setup at home probably wasn't right. You just got something done. You just triaged and got it done. I think now that people understand that work from home is here to stay for a large part of the population, you're going to go to an enterprise grade work from home area and kind of fit for purpose. But this really means things like noise cancellation headsets, HD video cameras, you know, high-end fidelity audio, a purposeful place to work. You're going to see people, I think, understand, you know, this is not just for a month or two I can make do at the kitchen table. I need to understand what it means around this whole professional enterprise kind of a home setup. That's kind of number one. Number two is I think when people return to the office, you're going to see a real push for what I call native experiences. It's in terms of if you think about it today, I don't know about you, but my day looks like this. I have three calls on Zoom, four calls on Teams, one on Ring Central, one on Log Me In, you know, et cetera. And so I kind of go around those because the customers and partners have a preference of what they want to use. And it's easier if you have that native experience versus the kind of a web browser experience. And the analogy I give here is kind of like an iPhone for video. We all know once you got the iPhone, you could have surfed the web and done a lot of things. But once you saw that native app, oh, does anybody use the web when they have a native app? Of course not. I think we're going to have the same thing around native experiences for your bring your own cloud kind of environments. That's kind of number two. Number three is back in the office, low touch or voice control. And nobody wants to go touch every device their base touch. So you're going to see things like mobile interaction, you know, AI and voice control, things like that in terms of just thinking through in a group of six or seven people, who's going to touch that control to actually start the meetings and those kind of things. So you'll see different ways to interact, you know, with the system. And the last one is, I think we're going to see a whole new level of immersion when it comes to kind of collaboration and video. 
And what I mean about that in terms of you're going to see a much richer experience in most cases, uh, not just in terms of the technology, in terms of high-def audio, high-def video, collaboration sharing at the same time you're seeing the video of people. But even things like that people are thinking about is like intelligent system monitoring is going to be really key. Things like this. You know, that conference room that you are sitting in today, the current capacity with, with social distancing should be no more than five people. We'll have technology that says there's seven people in that room that's designed for five. Somebody needs to alert them that they need to reduce that by two. Next example, in terms of what's the temperature of the room? Oh, by the way, if people just left the room. Can somebody get there to cleanse the room and kind of get it disinfected and hygiene for the next group? So the thoughts about monitoring in terms of what you do and alerting people, I think it's get real important. So those four things, kind of a fit for purpose home setup, kind of native experiences in terms of video, low touch or voice control to interact with the system, and this new level of immersion, I think are kind of four technology trends that I think we're going to see come when we get back to work and back to the office, I should say. Thanks for sharing. That's some very innovative technology. And I know some of this stuff, I've talked to a lot of executives like yourself where their products were on the shelf, maybe even collecting dust because it was an idea. And now they've quickly moved those out to production. And it sounds like you've got some pretty innovative products there to be shipping to your customers or utilizing anyway. So thank you for sharing. That's awesome. Carl, this is a big question for us. My audience loves to know more about the person that uh, we're interviewing today. And of course, that's you. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career, either product management or executive leadership? Two things I would come to mind that I'd like to share. One is, if you really want to build a long-term career, I think you need to be willing to take a step back to get two steps forward. And you need a broad base experience. It's kind of like, you know, I love sports and athletics. And you, you, if you look at kids today that are trying to groom themselves for college, D1 athletes, et cetera, a lot of coaches would like to see that player play two or three sports. They want a diversity. They don't, they don't want you to specialize too quickly. I think it's the same thing when it comes to management and senior management in terms of that. So as an example of my 30 plus years, I spent about two thirds of my time in sales and sales leadership. The other one third, I directly made decisions to go do different things. For example, I did a three and a half year stint doing product management. I did a three year stint running a large service organization. I did a two and a half year stint in terms of doing marketing. I did all those things because I thought it made me a well-rounded general manager because even though I run sales today and in response for the revenue, I need to understand all those things to really understand how the whole system works together. So the first thing I tell people is get a really broad base in terms of that. Don't think you can just go straight north in terms of you're the best salesperson in the world. I want to be the head of sales. Take a time, go left, go right. You might think it's slowing you down, but long-term, I think it's going to actually pay big dividends. That's a personal opinion I have, number one. Second one I would tell you is be very willing and very appreciative about giving back because you will want and need help in your career at some point in time. There is no question. And if you're willing to reach out and help and give back in many situations, there's lots of people who are always there to help when you need it. If you don't, maybe they will, maybe they don't. But there's no question in terms of there's lots of people. You know, it takes a village, as somebody said one time, you know, just to quote somebody. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what it takes when you get to a certain level. And it, you build that village by being good to other people as you moved along so they can give back to you. So those would be two things I'd highlight. Thanks, Carl. That's awesome. I love the little nugget you shared with us, and I think that's going to be most invaluable to our audience. So, Carl, I just want to personally thank you. It was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Hey, I enjoyed the time, and I enjoy your, uh, your podcast from other guests as well. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye for now.